Welcome to the Undefeated Podcast with Sara. Did you know that you don't need to live feeling defeated in any area of your life? I believe a huge part of us learning to live from the place of victory is learning to see from God's perspective and discern what's heaven's agenda in this particular season in your life and in the world around you. In this podcast, we will practice discerning what God is doing, both regarding our individual journeys and corporately, so that we can partner with Him in seeing His kingdom come and will be done right now on earth as it is in heaven and live our lives undefeated. So I don't know how many of you follow me on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, but I shared a video earlier this week that an artist friend of mine, Mandy, posted. And I think I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes how she had painted a painting of a picture of me kneeling in worship and she called the painting Surrender. But what she didn't know uh, was that when that picture was taken, I was also going through one of the biggest times of a complete surrender in my own life. And I have been talking about surrender from several angles in this podcast and emphasizing the fact that surrender doesn't equal giving up, but In my friend's video, she brought up a very fresh angle to look at surrender and pointed out that surrender to God is always like sowing seeds in a fruitful ground. Because when we are surrendering to God, we are sowing our seeds into his heart. And, And she says in the video that the only time God asks us to surrender something It's because he wants to bring an increase in that area in our lives. And that God never steals from us. He never takes from us. He's not a thief, but the one who wants to bring more life and life in abundance. And anytime he asks us to surrender something, it's because he wants to bring more life. And uh, my friend specifically referred to the story of Abraham and Sarah. And the part of the story when Abraham is asked to sacrifice his son Isaac. And uh, Abraham already had a promise uh, to increase. And it must have felt so conflicting to him because Abraham knew that Isaac was literally his seed which was literally the fulfillment of the promise of his descendants to fill the earth. But Abraham didn't realize that the seed needed to be planted in order to bear fruit, meaning that there needed to be the process of complete surrender. And that every time we actually surrender something, we are not throwing seed into the wind but we are actually bearing it into God's heart and and that what we will sow, we will also reap. And so after Abraham chose that posture of surrender 
God says that from now on, all nations will be blessed because of you. Because Jesus was going to come through the bloodline of the man who was willing to sacrifice his son. And so Abraham became the father of faith and the nations were blessed because of him uh, through Jesus ultimately. And and like, you know, we know that story that God didn't actually uh, take Isaac away but he was actually just looking for Abraham's willingness to surrender everything. And so also in in the video that my friend posted, she says that uh, she didn't actually even realize the connection until after she had painted her painting, that uh, the name of the dancer, which was me in her painting, is Sara, which is uh, actually the way... Um, in Hebrew, how Sarah is pronounced. And uh, one of the meanings of the name Sarah is the mother of nations and, and how Sarah was the one who had to release the promise so that God could bless the nations. And so anyway, the whole reason I am sharing this story Besides the fact that for me, that's really amazing how how God speaks uh, to different people at the same time about the same topic and just connects the dots for all of us. But, but I feel like there are many of you right now in the place where you have surrendered and you have let go of things for the sake of the gospel and you just haven't seen the manifestation of the promised increase in your life yet. And I also think that some of you are in a place where it has felt like an involuntary <laughs> letting go of things and that the enemy has stolen things from you, whether it's in finances or relationships or job-related things or ministry opportunities or you know, just delays in whatever, like legal processes, immigration issues or limitations in travel, which we all have relayed in this season and anything that looks like a setback or a closed door. And I feel like um, God is really wanting to uh, like reach out into those places in your life. And even when it feels like um, now it's actually already too late and your emotions might be telling you that there's no way that God could even redeem your situation or let alone bring any increase or blessing through it. So uh, my word for you today, especially if you are feeling that way, is that this is God's appointed time for you and it is the time of his redemption and his recompense and his time to show you that he is God. And when all the other doors are shut or locked in front of you, that he's going to show you how he is the door and that he's the door in your finances, in your relationships, in your calling, your destiny 
and he's the door in every area of your life to step into the fullness of life and into breakthrough and I just had a coffee with a dear friend of mine earlier today and I was sharing with her about some circumstances in my own life that have like led me in a place where it feels like you know there's nothing left in me to hold on to any hope and um and that I I just needed to bury those the promises as seeds and and that um right now it still literally feels like a total burial <laughs> and and that the surrender is and it needs to be so complete that it's actually not done in a way you know that you think like okay well I surrender this and this area to God just enough so that God get resurrected again <laughs> uh, no but it's the kind of surrender that says that I am so fully surrendering to God that I trust him whether he chooses to resurrect my dreams into new life or not and that I still trust him and I'm not going to build a case against God whether I ever experience life in that area or not and I think that's that's the sweet spot in his presence and it made me think of uh, one of the songs on the Upper Room's new album which I've been talking about earlier too but this song is titled Give Me Jesus and and I just want to read the lyrics of this song for you. So it goes, I don't want anything but you. You are more than every dream come true. All of the things I thought I wanted don't come close to knowing you. Now that I'm yours and you are mine, our love is the secret that I find. I'll spend forever in the pleasure I found looking in your eyes. Give me Jesus, give me Jesus. You can have all this world. You can have all this world. More than silver, more than gold. You are the treasure that I hold. Now that I've tasted of your goodness, nothing else will satisfy. Just give me Jesus, give me Jesus. You can have all this world. You can have all this world. I only want Jesus. I only want Jesus. I don't want anyone else. I don't need anything else. You are my one thing. You are my one thing. Oh, and the, the song continues. But, uh, but I feel like this is the place where we are corporately getting to as the bride of Christ and where Jesus wants us in that place where we are so fully, completely surrendered that, that our heart song is that I only want Jesus, that you are my one thing. And, and that it's the goodness of God that now that I've tasted of your goodness, nothing else will satisfy. That Jesus is wanting us to experience his goodness in that way. That any, any 
place of surrender doesn't actually feel like a sacrifice anymore because we get to be with him. We get to be in his presence. We get to be his bride. Oh, <laughs> and, but also in the you know same conversation uh, with my friend who I, I had coffee with today, she she also reminded me that from God's perspective, it's not over till he says it's over. And well, actually, she didn't use those words. <laughs> she used an old saying, which I've never heard before. <laughs> and I nearly sped up my coffee laughing at her when she said that. But apparently there's a saying that says that it ain't over till the fat lady sings. <laughs> and... <laughs> I actually I googled the saying just to find out if it's a real saying and um, Mr. Google <laughs> says that it is and it's a saying which is often used as a proverb and apparently it means that one should not presume to know the outcome of an event which is still in progress and more specifically the phrase is used when a situation is nearing its conclusion. And uh, anyway, I hope this wasn't offensive to anyone to hear this saying, but I feel like this was actually really profound and prophetic, especially this uh, definition of this saying that that it's uh, more specifically used when a situation is nearing its conclusion. Uh, and I actually think the saying comes from the opera world where the soprano sings last or something like that. I'm not quite sure what it actually means. However, I, I think the prophetic part is that that when the whole, uh, that the situation is nearing its conclusion, that that's when that phrase is often used. And I feel like we are prophetically in that place, in that time where uh, God is intervening and he is actually stepping in, in our situations. And, and obviously like, this whole journey of surrender is actually all about fully trusting God. And Jesus says in John 12 verses 24 through 26, that very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while another who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And also I was thinking about this, that there are times when you are in a place of surrender, when, when tears are totally okay and that they are not a sign of lack of trust or lack of faith, like Jesus actually cried as he grieved over the death of Lazarus, even though he himself is resurrection and life and he ended up raising Lazarus from the dead, but still he made space for that grieving in that process uh, and the like psalm 126 verses 5 to 6 say that 
Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. And and actually also, I want to read that from the Passion Translation, because I think that's also beautifully said. It says that those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. Whew. So sometimes there are tears in that place of surrender and sowing, sowing the seeds of surrender, but... um. God does not want us to dwell in sorrow as a constant lifestyle. And I know I have already talked about the whole like joy of surrender in one of the previous episodes. But uh, I found it fascinating that my friend who posted the video of the painting of the picture of me dancing and kneeling specifically in worship actually mentioned something at the end of the video that I hadn't heard before and she said that farmers often dance both when they sow the seeds and also at the harvest time and I was googling this tradition of dancing at the sowing uh, of seeds and and it's true that there are actually several like agricultural traditions in different cultures of dancing at the sowing of seeds. And even though in some cultures it's actually been more like a pagan tradition and using it to, you know, call on idols to bless the seeds. But in some cultures it was used just to give encouragement to the farmers and give them a bit to sow the seeds. <laughs> but uh, I know that God has given us dance as the gift and he is the you know the one who created dance and movement and God owns all the rights <laughs> uh, for the seed sowing and harvest dancing and I believe he's actually calling many of us into that place of joyful surrender uh, where we get to dance the dance of surrender as we are sowing our seeds in the spirit and and as we trust God with the outcome and you know as we sing with our hearts the whole like just give me Jesus you can have all this world just give me Jesus oh and <laughs> and I just I just want to pray for all of your hearts today yeah, Lord, I just ask that you would come and encounter hearts, especially the hearts that are in place of pain, a uh, place where you feel like you have given up everything, you have surrendered everything, but you haven't seen any, any life or any return that you feel like you are just in that place of barrenness in the spirit. And um, yeah, that it feels like, you have been abandoned or um, 
yeah, that you haven't seen the fruit coming out of the sowing the seeds and, and places of surrender or where you may even feel like the enemy has stolen the seeds that you feel like you didn't even get to uh, get to make the choice to let go of them, that you feel like things were taken away from you. And, and I just want to speak God's grace and redemption into your heart that whether it's it's been an intentional you letting go and you you sowing seeds uh or whether it's been something that was taken away from you that God sees your heart and that God is more than willing to intervene and and that and I just speak faith to your spirit faith to your heart uh yeah to trust him no matter what you are seeing manifested in the natural that God God has promised his presence for you that he has promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you and I I just ask for that experiential knowledge of God's presence with you in this season and I thank you God that you are the giver of all life and that you you are the one who wants to bring abundance, who wants to bring increase. And I just, I declare that now is the time, that this is the appointed time of the Lord, where he is wanting to show that he is God and nothing is too hard for him. Lord, especially in those places where, where we feel like we are at the end of our ropes and there's nothing left. Lord, that you... You are God, especially you, you, especially in those places that you're wanting to manifest your strength, your creativity. Yeah, in, in those areas, God. And we give you permission, Lord, to move in whatever ways you choose to. Yeah, thank you, Father. And, and Lord, even, even more than seeing the fruit, uh, coming out from our lives, Lord, we want to see you. Lord, I, I, I ask that you would take all of us into that place where we are. That would be a heart song that give me Jesus. You can have all this world, but give me Jesus. Lord, Lord, we hunger and thirst for you. We hunger and thirst for your presence. Yeah, Lord, there's nothing in this world that would satisfy us like your presence. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I thank you for the fresh outpouring. Thank you for the fresh outpouring in our lives, God. Yeah, we say yes to you. We say yes for what you are doing. And I just thank you for the way how you are tenderizing our hearts, how you are preparing your pride. Yeah, to have that single-hearted, single-minded devotion to you, that, Lord, you are all we want, that that's where the abundant life is at. It's in your presence. It's one look into your eyes. Yeah, that, Lord, you are our everything. You are our all in all. Yeah, we love you so much, Jesus. Amen.